Right, and welcome into another edition of the Jazz Nation podcast. My name is Daniel. I am the admin of all those Jazz Nation pages that you're following online through uh, I'm gonna Instagram, go take a nap. TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, <clears throat> the YouTube. I don't think there's a MySpace, but who knows? But you can find the link for all those places in one simple spot. Just go to linktree.com forward slash Jazz Nation News. Mm-hmm. With me, like he is occasionally, but most of the time, he's the assistant to the host. His name is Will Wonder. How are you doing today, sir? I'm good, and I'm here all the time, but like once. But I'm good. Uh, excited for what we have coming up, right? This, very this is very exciting. This is, uh, very. I'm not gonna... this is huge. This, I'm not going to lie. What we have coming up as far as our interview is probably the biggest interview thus far for the Jazz Nation podcast. Oh, well, and that's, I mean, that's no disrespect to all our past interviewees, but you know, without a doubt, we're very excited about that. So uh, stick around for that. But before we get into that, I just wanted to give you a chance, Mr. Will Wonder, because we don't really have an ending. It's just going to be the interview, and there it is. But right. I know you do your own stuff there, so I want to give you an opportunity right now to tell all the folks where they can find you as far as your podcast and everything, please. Thank you. Yes. Uh, the Will Wonder Pod. You can follow the Will Wonder Pod on Instagram. We actually have a YouTube as well where we do interviews. Some of those are coming up soon, and I have some fun stuff planned for the YouTube here in the coming weeks. Uh, follow me on Twitter at DJ Will Wonder. And if you're watching this, I want to shout out my friends over at Akomi right there. They put out some great clothing. So check them out. Uh, A-K-O-M-I. But as far as me, that's all you need to know. At the Will Wonder Pod on Instagram, at DJ Will Wonder on Twitter, at the Will Wonder Pod on YouTube. Ah, mazel tov to all the things you're up to there. Appreciate you for doing that. And uh, I just want to say, I mentioned this in the last episode that we did, and I'll mention it here again. Uh, me, Daniel, the guy that does all this Jazz Nation stuff, you know, the Jazz Nation thing is now like my full-time job. So I can only do this with your support out there. So if you're watching, listening to this, you got to help support this. Otherwise, at some point, this is all just going to crash and burn and won't be still going. So um, <laughs> like right now, I've got these beautiful stickers. There's one version. Stickers. And here's another there version. it is. We got those available right now. Um, if you would like some stickers, only five bucks, get you both of these and then I'll mail them to you as well. So that's a pretty good deal. Just send me a message on Instagram or wherever. When is um, the shirt? When are the shirts coming? When's the merch dropping? Look, the merch is, is in the process. I always say you don't want to just throw it out there, right? You want to make a good sure. product. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in the process of all that. We'll get it going here. Okay. Um, also, you know, I don't know, probably by the time this gets released, there's going to be some more stuff that's coming out. So, the main point what I'm trying to say right now is you gotta you gotta follow us. You gotta follow me on all those pages that I mentioned. Um, linktree.com forward slash jazz nation news. And to be honest, if you're just on this whole, any of your social medias and you search jazz nation, I'm typically the first one that pops up. Um, if you see any of those other, don't get jazz, fooled by other intimidating. Don't no, don't, Yeah. Jazz. If nation you see news. any of those other jazz nation pages, just remember, I would say 96.7% of those pages do not live here in Utah. They're controlled by a company that has a blank nation of all teams. Wow. And many of those pages, all they te- tend to do is just, you know, on this day, the Jazz did this, blah, 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 blah. Like, and the content that's all they, isn't as good. You know like, what that's, I mean? That's you all they in, do. You put in work, you built this monster that is Jazz Nation news, Jazz Nation. And, you know, there's there's intimidators trying to copycat, you know, and I'm not afraid to say it. I don't care. Uh, mm-hmm. But there is only one. There is. Well, I mean, there isn't, but there's tons. But the point well, is, real one. the point is that... I, we're actually here in Salt Lake. We go go to the games. We we talk to the players. We talk to talk to the owners. You know, we're in as you much as we can be with time. this team. So, yeah, tea if you want, you know, the actual news of the team and all that, this is the one you should be sticking with. So, 
I just, uh, when sometimes I get messages, people saying, did you, I saw there's another jazz nation page and they're saying this and I'm all, well, one, why are you following that one? And two, why are you listening to a jazz nation page that is just, they're frauds, fraudulent. I'll just say this. There's one jazz nation page that they like to do things where they'll post, they'll post photos of players or like if this player gets traded to jazz and then they put a Jersey on. Right. Mm. And it's always funny to me that they put on a, jazz jersey that's you know they cover up one or whatever but then they always use the old logo like this logo on the team like that doesn't make sense to me like if someone's getting traded the team shouldn't they have the new jersey on like i'm just okay that's just me i'm a don i'm going on it's it's a d it's the details okay the details i feel like you know this is a part of the podcast where we are just blah blah and on and people love it when i know when i listen to my podcast i listen to i love when they just go off topic and start talking the most random crap right like right now, for all everyone that's watching right now, I actually had someone ask me about this. I'll point it right, right point it there. So this is Trey is, Burke. If you're watching Trey the Burke. video, and someone said to me and said, "Is that Trey Burke in your wall?" And I'll say it is because, you know, I went through a whole bundle of my jazz stuff and I got a lot of crap stuff, and I came across it and I was like, you know what? I remember that was that was fun. This is back when the jazz used to do like draft party things, which I don't. They have they don't really do those anymore, unfortunately. But mm. those are fun. You'd go there and watch the jazz, the draft with all your jazz friends yeah. and fans. draft is a big deal. It's a big so, deal. So it's fun. Um, speaking of that, uh, the NBA draft this year is a big deal. Of course, we all know. I've got an announcement to make. Unfortunately, though, <laughs> me, me, the guy that's in charge of jazz nation <laughs> stuff, will be out of town during that time. Oh so, my gosh! Look. Look, I'm going to do my best to hold it down for you. Okay. I just want to explain. So hopefully everyone understands, you know, I'm not just you know, I trying even, to be rude, but I wouldn't even say it. at the time, one of my favorite bands of all time, Blink-182 got back together. Tickets <sighs> went on sale and tickets, tickets were flying. They were going fast. So I just had to get mm-hmm. the first ones I could. Okay. And the ones I got were at the same time, the draft. And at the time I bought them, I had, I did not realize that literally just realized that about two weeks ago. So mm-hmm. this is me apologizing in advance for not going to be here to record at that time, but I'm, Mr. I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to hold it down. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to bring on some very intelligent jazz fans to talk and we'll react in real time. Mind you, no, no spoilers from Mr. Twitter over here, uh, about who is picked and yeah, we'll go from there. Yeah. So this is me apologizing in advance saying, uh, me will not be there, but this is the host will wonder small things yeah. like, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. The other 40 year old will be there. Like he said, um, just real quick, you know, I I want to throw a curveball at you right now. Speaking of the draft, Let's do it. I'm on. Yep. You know, we've mentioned before you're a Magic fan, mm-hmm. and you know, there's a lot of talk about trades of things, and I've heard a lot of trades about the Magic as far as them even talking about moving up. Have, Have you, you seen these kind of uh, things at all, or no? I haven't seen any move up. Uh, no, but oh. entertain me. What have you seen? Well, there was a talk of uh, so uh, moving up at the third spot for mm-hmm. Scoot. I'd love that. now. I'd now, love to get that. do you think that would be possible? Like, is there, do you, is there really a possibility? Of, like, I'm trying to remember the exact trade. Wait, this is how bad I am right now. It's Portland at three, right? So for yes. that, it would be the Magic sending Six Portland. and 11. Yes, plus, who was it they were Jonathan sending? Jonathan Isaac. Away? Let's go. Jonathan I Isaac. I don't think it was Isaac, but it was, uh, who's your guard? Uh, Cole Anthony. Suggs. It was Cole Anthony. Okay. It was Cole Anthony. Yeah. And I can't remember who the other player was, but then it was also like two future picks too. I think they were protected. All of that. Do you All think that, that would get you the third pick? Or is, or is I would hope want so. More? No. 
so they get six and 11 this year, two futures and Cole Anthony. And you said what, another player. Yeah. I can't remember who the other, I mean, it might've been, yeah, who you that said, seems but like I don't, it doesn't sound, let me tell right. you something. I love scoot. I like scoot. Uh, but there's always the what if, right. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't like sending future picks. I'm not going to lie, but if even six if they're protected, 11, yeah, if we could get some solid protection, like a top 10 protection, but I don't know, would they do that? I don't maybe. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm down with it. I'd love, I'd love to have Scoot. Now, what would really be weird is if Charlotte ends up taking Scoot and then we have Brandon Miller and we just say, you know what? We're not ever going to have a point guard again. It's going to be over here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now, the other thing that's speaking of our two teams here, I mean, you know, there's a lot of talks about the Jazz moving up and Orlando seems to be that team where people are like, that could be a good possibility. Um, mm -hmm. In your opinion, what do you think the Jazz would have to offer Orlando to be able to make that trade? I'd love to get the guy we're about to interview. Well, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Spoiler alert, that is not uh, happening. No. no, realistically, um, I don't know. I, I think it would be more of a draft pick type of swap, right? I think that's what it would be. Because as far as players go, I mean, there's some players that I do like on the Jazz, obviously, but I don't know if they're available. And I don't think they would be right. The well, guys let's, that try, I, let's try this. There's a guy that we all know is going to opt out of his contract this year. Mr. Jordan Clarkson. Right. If him and the jazz can't agree and he's like, you know what? I just want out. And somehow he's like, oh, you know what? I'll go to Orlando. If they could do a sign and trade, would that be something you think could, you know, tickle yeah. the magic enough to make that deal happen? I think so. And you know, we both have a decent amount of cap room now. I don't know how that affects the cap that we would have, but yeah, I'd love to have Jordan Clarkson, the flamethrower. You kidding me? Yeah. He could Bring work next to Pablo. You think they could work together? Paolo, good? not Paolo. Pablo. Sorry. Paolo. Paolo. Yeah. Hell yeah. He could. Yeah. Right. Imagine him just being open on the side. While he, I mean, Franz and Paolo are both good ball handlers, both good distributors for big guys. Them going to the cup and just Clarkson, just hanging out, getting the open threes. Let's, yeah. I'm down. So there it is, ladies and gentlemen, our random wacky, every podcast, I feel like we just got to start talking. I got to come up with some unrealistic, probably not going to happen trades talk. There and there it was. But uh, before we get into the interview, let's, I want to wrap it up with this. You know, right now the jazz do have the ninth pick. We're talking about the draft. Have you, who do you think if you had two or three, let's go with three guys. Cause I'm saying two, but holding up three fingers, who would be your three guys realistically at nine that you think would be perfect for the jazz? So I, I mean, I kind of said it last time. I think black is an option. I think. So would you say he's your, if he's the number one, that he should be your number one on your board for him? I really like him, but I know he's getting killed in some discussions around his lack of shooting, which I think can be taught in a sense. I know that sounds crazy, but I like him. He's a big guard. Um, I think realistically, it looks like Wallace might be that guy at nine. Um, and then uh, who else am I thinking? I think you have to go with a guard. So it's going to be one of those two. So, I mean, for me, the, the Wallace guy, I do like, so this is me. I, out of black and Wallace, out of me, what I've seen and read and all this, you know, experts talk, I like Wallace over black. Just, and I know Wallace is apparently smaller than him, but as yeah. far as like, I always say, and this is the old thing, wherever he's playing, you know, that's a big thing. And then his shooting is just so good. I mean, if he, that just means he's going to get better, I feel like once he gets in the NBA and he has more opening. Now the same could be about well, said about I mean, Black. We also have the Jimmer. 
But, well, oh my gosh, why would you say that? Now, there's another guy that's being talked about a lot, for especially like jazz fans, and it's not a guard, it's a big man out of USC called Taylor, by the name of Taylor Hendricks. Yeah, I brought um, I've him been, up. Yeah. Yes. I've been kind of checking into him, and he's got an interesting game. Now, my question is, now, I, that's the opposite of what we're talking about with Wallace. Wallace that came from was Kentucky, right? Yep. Hendricks is playing at UFC. Does that, UCF. That, UCF, sorry. Should that concern people at all or no? I don't think so because you, you want to look at the player right there's been good players from smaller schools than that damian lillard different guys you know i mean uh and i brought up hendrix when we had when we were talking on the last on the lottery podcast and i said putting him next to kessler and then having larry at the three it's a big lineup switchable hendrix can really protect the rim too and he can sh- he can shoot the thing is like I mean, 41% or something close to that from three. And um, yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that'd be a good get, but then the jazz have to have a plan. Then if Clarkson is leaving or whatever to get some guard play. Right. I will Maybe. say this. It does seem like, I mean, I haven't, I've been, I feel like I haven't done a lot as far as the, the 16th pick and checking around there, but it does seem like there's quite a few guards available around there, but they don't, seem like there's such it doesn't feel like there's any true point guards anymore i mean that's why i think so many people feel like black is going to the jazz because he's kind of the only but even him is he a true point guard it feels like he's reminds me of a colin sexton guard where he's he's cool with scoring too but well he's um, just he's just bigger like i think i mean everything i watched in preparation and even catching him a few times live he is uh i would call him a point guard he's just big he's just you know thick not kahaladel i mean big but you know he's a big boy <laughs> so i'm just going to throw this out there for my person that i i'm falling in love with that i know is probably not going to be at nine and i feel like if he's available if the jazz have a chance to trade up for him i would totally be on board with that and that is a forward out of villanova cam whitmore i mean that oh, dude yeah. i mean i saw some video of him doing like a workout i think last week uh, draft express Damn. put it up and he is just of course he's you know when they put up videos like that he's dunking and no one's right. guarding him so it's the best stuff but, but- but Even his games. like him this is hops that he was doing dunks he made those things look so easy and then i watch his highlights and he just i don't know just the vibe i'm getting off him is he has so much confidence in himself mm-hmm. that it's like i feel like once he gets to the league he's just gonna still have that confidence and yeah. can only go higher so i really like him that's that's who i kind of want orlando to get at six if it's possible yeah i mean if the possibility for the jazz to move up I would do that. I I don't know why. I maybe I'm missing something, but the Thompson, I mean, the Thompson twins, I feel like I'm missing something because everyone's telling me, no, if we move up, you gotta get one of the Thompson twins. I'm like, do we? I I don't know. Am I missing something with them? I don't know. What do you know about them? I just I mean <laughs> they're both okay. they're both they're very gifted. They're very athletic. They can't shoot like they like I I can't remember the numbers, but their per- shooting percentage is awful. Awful, awful. But Again, if you can get them with the right coaches, that may change. And, and their their ceiling is very, very high. So I guess I guess maybe I'm just – I think maybe what's happening is that I've got the mindset that, well, the first one, Amen, if I'm saying it right, is just not going to be available. Like he's going to be gone. Even if the Jazz trade okay. up, he's yeah. going to be gone by then. And then the other one, I'm just like, well, why is he – if he is available to the Jazz at 9 – my mind automatically goes, well, what's wrong with him then? Like, why did he mm-hmm. fall? Because I've, far. I've always heard that they were supposed to be like them back to back. Like they were supposed to be right there together. That's kind now, of the thought, yeah. Like if one of them falls, then there's gotta be something wrong. So I guess that's just my concern. But yeah, I'm, I gotta say my, I'm all in on Cam Whitmore. I would love for the jazz to be able to get him. And even if they got to move up and trade a little, do it. Yeah. 
I, I like him a lot too. Like I said, I hope Orlando gets him at six. Um, I, um, you know, I think there's three obviously can't miss guys. And then Whitmore is just like right there. I think he's just like that next tier. You, you obviously have Scoot, Miller, and uh, Wembenyama, but I think Whitmore's can can be very special too. Man, I, I got to tell you, I'm really kicking myself lately. It, every time I think about the draft, I'm kicking myself and I'm missing it because it really does feel like that's going to be something special for the Jazz that night. Either mm-hmm. either getting somebody, trading up, or even maybe they trade yeah. out of the draft and get a superstar. It just feels like something's going to happen there. Yeah. And so, God. I mean, you're going to be singing Adam's song and all the small yeah, things I'll, and all I mean, that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I'm going to have a good time San Jose at the Blink concert, but it's still going to miss it. So well, how are you going to, how are you going to tweet like you do? Are you, are you hoping that there's just Wi-Fi? Cause a lot of those concerts, the services. Well, garbage. I mean, you got to keep in, keep in mind, like by the time that concert starts, it'll be later in the night for me. Oh. I'm, on the, I'm on the, I'll be on the West coast. So, okay. So you'll be able to handle the, the I'll be able to administrative stuff. Got it. Just okay. got to hope my drinking doesn't make me do some no. dumb tweets or anything like that. Cause when you're on maybe vacation. Just, yeah. Maybe wait. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, we're done. Until the show Drinks. starts and then just shut off the phone. True that. All right. Well, we should probably stop our jabbering and get to our Let's big to interview it. here. So, uh, again, everyone, make sure you're following the Jazz Nation News on all the places at Jazz Nation News. Make sure you're listening to the Will Wonder Pod. And with all that said, let's get to that interview. All right. And it's time for our interview here. And we've got a pretty big interview here. Let me introduce our guest. Got quite a bit here to say about him. Mr. Georgia Basketball 2020, Nike Hoop Summit 2020. McDonald's All-American 2020, SEC All-Defensive Team 2022, First Team All-SEC 2022, Third Team All-American AP 2022, SEC Defensive Player of the Year 2022. 2022 is a great year for this man. Just great year. Solid year. NABC Defensive Player of the Year 2022, Naismith Defensive Player of the Year 2022, the 22nd pick of the 2022 NBA Draft. But here we go, February 2023rd, Western Conference Rookie Player of the Month, and then NBA All-Rookie First Team 2023, and finished third for Rookie of the Year voting, but of course, number one in all of Jazz Nation's hearts. It's Walker Kessler. Thanks so much for joining us, Walker. We appreciate your time. Of course. Appreciate y'all having me. So what we do with our interviews here, we start off with some rapid fire questions. So these are just some kind of lighthearted questions. We ask that you don't try and overthink it. Just whatever pops in your head, give us your answer. Got it. So our first question here is what is your all time favorite movie? And then what is also the last movie you saw in a movie theater? Oh man. See, I'm going to overthink this so much. Um, all time favorite movie. I don't know if it's my all time favorite movie, but right now I'm going to say gladiator. That's what I'm feeling. And then the last movie I saw in theaters was uh, guardians of the galaxy. Uh, volume three. Ooh, okay. Well, wait, real quick. What did you think of it? I loved it. I did you? It was really good, yeah. Did you, I, did you I, cry? I got, yeah, I got a little. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got a little too, like, over. When like Rockets Fred, yeah, yeah. Not, no spoilers, no spoilers. But... Spoilers, yeah. Yeah. Heard it's oh, tear jerker. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> all right, next question for you. What is your all-time favorite TV show, and what is something that you're watching now? Uh, Breaking Bad. Yes, same for sure. Um, or Game of Thrones, but probably Breaking Bad, and then. I just started Entourage. I've never seen Entourage. I heard it's pretty good. So you're in for a treat about that one. Wait. So with the Game of Thrones, do you like Game of Thrones or the prequel more? Uh, I 
I actually never saw the, the prequel Ooh. yet. So yeah, not not great. Um, but I, I did like Game of Thrones. Just, I'm not a big I'm not a big show guy. I'm more of a movie guy. Just a spoiler alert: you're gonna love the prequel whenever you do get to it. it is it okay. is really good. All right, next question here: Who is your all time favorite band or artist, and what is the last concert you went to? All right, so the, the second question, I've never been to a concert. I know, I know, I know. Wow. I know. I want to go to one this summer. Um, and then my favorite artist right now is probably Chris Stapleton. I really want to go see a Chris Stapleton concert. You got to. He, he, he was in Salt Lake last year. I, I'm not a big country fan, but my wife is, so I went with it with, okay. with her to him. He is amazing. He He's puts on such a good show, so yeah, I would I'm highly sure, recommend that. I, and watching his national anthem just re, re, uh, you know, emblazoned the the want to, to go watch him live, so. Nice. All right. Last rapid fire question. You might have to take a moment on this one so you don't get judged, right? Uh, who is on your NBA all-time Mount Rushmore? Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> um, all right. Four, four players. Um, I, okay. Here's, I'm not going to do any current players right now. So that eliminates a big one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just because I, I play against them right now, but for me growing up, uh, I would say, I mean, I, I got to put a jazz player in there. I'm sure. I'm sure the fans will like that. No, no, no. No, you don't. This <laughs> okay, is don't, your don't favorite. Take the political answer. Got it. Yeah, got it. there you go. Um, all right. MJ, uh, I'll do Larry Bird. Um, I'll do, I really like um, Hakeem Olajuwon. And then my fourth one, uh, we'll do Magic Johnson. Beautiful. Nice. So did you have like a favorite team growing up at all? Or I, I know you're kind of younger than us. So I know a lot of the younger kids just follow players and don't have teams. <laughs> yeah, but... yeah. You know, I didn't like, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I was not a big sports kid. Um, you know, definitely more more of a nerd. But I would say if I had to like, I loved the Spurs, like Tony Parker, mm. like um, Ginobili, Tim Duncan, all those guys. Um that was that was a fun team for me. Well, I feel like you're about to hate him with the way that team's probably going to turn into here shortly. So. <laughs> we'll see what happens, yeah. And just by the way, going back to the little concert thing, I just wanted to throw this out there. I, it sounds like you might be into country music. On November fourth at the Delta Center, Vivian Arena, whatever you want to call it, Delta Old Center. Dominion is playing there. So I don't know if you've really? ever heard of them. So I think you have a way to get into that concert. You know, yeah. So. If you're free. You, you think you think they'll recognize me? I don't know, man. I mean, you know, so <laughs> I'm just saying that would that would be a good first concert for you at your you know, your workplace. So, all right. Well, we appreciate you. Like I said, joining us here. Let's get into some of our actual questions we have here for you. Um, so basically, what I was I wanted to know first, if you could maybe just give us a quick rundown, like you know, maybe if you were writing a quick little essay of yourself, mm -hmm. young young Walker, where did you grow up? Family and things like that. Give us just a quick spiel if you could. Yeah, of course. Um, so I grew up in. A little city about 30 minutes south of Atlanta um, called Newton, Georgia. Um, I have a dad, mom, brother, and sister. My dad's name is Chad Kessler. Uh, he played basketball in college for Georgia. Um, you'll hear me say that a lot, but, um, you know, he, he played for Georgia, and then he went – he got drafted by the Clippers in the third round and then got cut and then played overseas for a little bit. Um, my mom, Andrea Kessler – um, she went to Georgia, not an athlete. Um, she won't like me saying that, but, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, she's, she helped me through a lot of stuff. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't be where I am today with, 
with that, everything she's done for me. Um, and then I've got an older brother, older sister, um, Houston. He's my older brother. He played at Georgia as well. Um, and he's a lawyer now. And then my sister, who's the most athletic in the family, uh, she played sand volleyball at LSU. And oh, then wow. she's an ER nurse now. So, wow. That's, that's the upbringing. I was the baby. You know, I, I grew up in a competitive household. I was always getting teamed up on. So I had to learn how to hold my own fast. <laughs> yeah. That, that kind of leads me to our next question. Your dad and your brother both playing mm-hmm. ball. Uh, what were those games like between you guys as you were growing up? And do you remember the first time you beat your dad? Cause that was a big moment for me growing up too. So funny enough, I never really played one-on-one with my dad. Um, okay. It was always like horse, something like that. And then I was seven years younger than my brother. So we, he, he we would never play one-on-one. Um, but I do remember we, we played one time and it was when Houston, like probably like a freshman or sophomore in college. Um, so he had just gotten exposed like the college weight room. I was in middle school. Like I got like my first like college offer. I thought I was, you know, some, some hot stuff. Um, and right behind my goal are all these bushes. And I remember like pump faking and like Houston going for it. I'm driving to the basket and I just get shoved in the back and just go facing the bushes. And he's just like, nah, we ain't doing that. So that, was that was the last time we played. Oh, I feel that my big brother was the same way. Yep. Yeah. So makes, makes you a little stronger, but yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the last time. So you kind of mentioned it right there about being in junior high time and getting you know colleges to you a lot of us you know many of people listening to this or watching this are not very athletic gifted let's be honest so we don't really know how that whole thing works i gotta give yourself more credit man (laughs) i mean you know we're getting into college other ways let's be honest so but can you maybe explain to us when does that whole thing work where colleges are starting to like maybe attend your game sending you letters how does that whole process work exactly yeah so you know i think i think it depends on the kid obviously um for me my first legitimate college attention um was the summer after my eighth grade year um that aau i think i got like three offers um one of them being georgia just because my brother was there um auburn was one and i think vanderbilt and then from there it kind of just picked up you know you get your letters in the mail um i never really paid attention to any of those that's kind of bad but i never did um (laughs) and then usually like coaches find your contact info somehow through your high school coach they'll call you ask if you're interested. Um, and then you start like a recruiting process relationship. And then eventually you get to, you know, the, the live periods and they watch all your AU games and everything like that. And then you get into like, you can like official visits. Um, I think now it's like unlimited, which was not a thing. Hmm. It, it was for me, it was like, you get five your junior year and five your senior year. Um, and so you guys like pick and choose like which schools you want to visit. It was, a, it was a talk about a stressful process. But you, man, you feel real wanted though. You feel like oh, some, I bet. some cool stuff. Um, you know, you come to high school wearing like different lanyards based on what <laughs> visit you went to. If you're like, oh man, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, no, it was a good process. Um, you know, definitely stressful. And then, you know, you, you just, you talk to your family and whatever is the best decision for, for y'all is, I mean, I'm you at the end of the day, but you know, if you have good counsel, you know. Did I any... Could, my dad knows a little bit, so I listened to Yeah. <laughs> Did any Utah schools end up reaching out to you or come visit any schools out here? You know, I think BYU did. Um, I think they reached out because I think one of the coaches was at a different school, mm-hmm. and I, I kind of knew him, and then he went to BYU, and then they reached out. But Utah's far ways away from, from Atlanta, <laughs> man. I don't know if I could do that, man. 
I will I will say going to BYU's campus this year, uh, I saw Baylor BYU football game. Mm. Campus is beautiful. I mean, oh. unbelievable mountain mountains right behind there. Um, Utah's campus is beautiful too. So those mountains are something. You got to yeah. so this year I don't know if you guys got a chance to go to a Utah football game yet but this I year I saw Utah USC and that game was oh, oh yeah that was that a fun was game yeah, so this year game. this year uh, it's Florida is coming to Utah so you got to oh, go to that SEC, game I definitely got yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. that'll be a really good one What's going on everybody this is Daniel the admin of all those Jazz Nation pages that you're following online just a little quick reminder here that you are listening to our free version of the Walker Kessler interview and you can actually find the full uncut ad-free version of this on our patreon page it's just at patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash jazz nation on there you can find our full version of the walker kessler interview all the questions all the answers on there it's six dollars to subscribe it helps keep us going and with all the work that we do for the pages we have a lot of great content that we're working on to get on there for you and uh, it's exclusive uh, every interview that we put on there is not heard anywhere else and a lot of the questions uh, you won't hear anywhere else. And uh, some of the questions you're not going to hear out here on the free version. It, this free version does get edited down and includes kind of ads in the middle, which I know is kind of annoying. But, hey, we got to make it a priority for those Patreon folks, right? So, again, head on over to our Patreon page. It's patreon.com forward slash Jazz Nation and sign up, subscribe, and listen to the whole uncut, unedited version of our Walker Kessler interview. So you're playing at Auburn. At what point do you say, you know what, I'm I'm NBA ready. I'm ready to go. Uh, when I heard my name called. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, uh, you know, I, I think um, I was I was always going into the year. I, I try not to focus on. I was like, look, I'm just kind of whatever happens happens. You know, I'm a big believer in focusing on what you control and the rest of it. You know, it kind of takes care of itself. Um, and so, kind of like. I would say when talks about me winning defensive player of the year started becoming a legitimate thing, I was like, okay, like, you know, you know, shot blocking is very valuable in the league. I know there's a lot of questions about if I could do it or not in the NBA. Um, a lot of questions, but, um, you know, as, as far as this past year, I guess I took care of that. Showed a little bit, but, um, <laughs> you know, like once that started thing, I was like, okay, I, I can, I can make this thing thing happen. So what exactly happens next? So you'd say, you know, you talk to your family, I'm sure your dad probably gives you some advice and you say, I'm ready. Let's, let's do this. I'm done with college for now. Let's go to the NBA. What's the next step? Is it go like you got to hire an agent then you got to start going to the combine? How's that whole process work? So yeah, like with NIL, I actually had an agent going into my college. Mm. Um, and so it was good because that was your, that year was kind of like a test year to see like how it would look like um, in the, as like an NBA agent. And so I, I signed with Aaron Mintz um, with CAA. Um, you know, he did everything right by me. You know, he's been awesome. Um, and then, you know, you, like you tell your dad, like, hey, like, you know, I want to I want to do this NBA thing. You know, you talk to everybody um, and they say, all right, like, let's do it. But finish out the semester. So <laughs> I did I did finish out my semester um, so I can I can be in good standing. So if I want to go back, um, which eventually I, I do want to get my my degree. Um, so yeah, and then you just you go to I went you go to like different places to work out. Uh, I went to Los Angeles, worked out with uh, Jaden Ivey, uh, mm -hmm. AJ Griffin um, at a facility called Proactive. Um, and you do that, you do that for three months, two months, and then you do team workouts and 
it's it's all kind of a blur, man. Honestly, but yeah, man. Like, like it's it's long, but it goes by so fast. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, you you're walking up to pick up your hat. Yeah, I want to I want to talk about draft night a little bit. Ask yeah, you a question in regards to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so draft night comes. Are you and and a little background to this? My friend Daniel here um, loves to go on Twitter and spoil uh, surprises for me, like we did the NBA lottery show, and he already knew who already had the picks. So this uh, isn't. So right. are was anyone you or or your family looking at Twitter? Or were you just kind of in the moment waiting for phone phones were up? We were just all that's beautiful. In. Uh, yeah. you could teach my, my friend Daniel some. Yeah, my, my agents were call <laughs> my <laughs> agents were uh or my agent was calling um people and like he was walking between table to table talking to guys. I was freaking out, man. I was sitting there like this, just like yeah. why not? Um trying to to enjoy the moment, but um, yeah, no, I was not on my phone. My phone was dead, I think. I'm pretty sure. Um, so no. So if your phone is dead, then when you actually charge it up, is there like a million texts and stuff saying oh, so? Saying like yeah. they're like, so who the hell do you play for? Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, congrats, man. Gonna go buy a Memphis Grizzlies hat. Yeah. Hold on. Wait. 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 Yeah. yeah like, no, don't do that. And then yeah. like, I'm going to Minnesota, and they buy that, and then I get traded. And I'm like, well. <laughs> And I was like, I don't know, man. Just don't buy anything. It's all right. So yeah, we're talking. Obviously, you get drafted, and then you're getting traded, and then you get traded again to the Jazz. So three time vet. Let's. Yeah. So <laughs> as you're on as you're on the plane, like headed to Utah, and you know, okay, I'm actually going to be on the Jazz now. I mean, I think I am. You're on your yeah, way there. Well, yeah, I didn't know at that point. <laughs> exactly. Like, but you're on the plane. I mean, it's kind of obvious. You're probably seeing all the news that everyone's talking about as far as the Jazz being a quote unquote rebuild team, trading away, you know, Rudy and Donovan. As a rookie coming into that situation, I mean, I can imagine I'd be scared. Like, I'd be super scared of the whole situation. How are you feeling when you're flying into Utah about that whole situation? You know, obviously, um, for for my role, you know, personally, like, Rudy Gobert, you know, pretender is probably, like, unbelievable, um, unbelievable player. And so to, to come in and, and fill that role was, was really hard. But going into it, I wasn't really worried about filling the role because – let's be honest, there, there wasn't a lot of expectation for me going into the year. Um, and so that relieved some of the pressure. You know, I, I knew that I was just going to, you know, try and learn and work as hard as I could. And, you know, I didn't really go into the year thinking that I was going to, I mean, I, that, that I sound like I'm not very confident in my game. Um, I just, I was just going into the year trying to learn as much as I can and, and play hard uh, whenever I get the opportunity. Um and you know the the work paid off, and you know obviously got a long way to go, but happened to happen to fall in the right place for now. In that yeah. situation, like you talked about, your dad having the experience, does he give you a lot of advice, like probably trying to help you calm down or anything like that? No, he just makes it worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, he's like me. You know, we we're very uh, perfectionist, and so we we stress out about stuff. But um, no, in all seriousness, you know, he he supports me a lot. Um, you know, and, and encourages me. So got to, got to make sure to put that in there. <laughs> yeah. Hello friends. This is Daniel back again. Just wanted to remind you that you are listening to our free version of our Walker Kessler interview. If you're interested in hearing the full unedited, uncut ad free version of this interview with all the questions and all the answers that we asked Walker Kessler, we'll just head on over to our Patreon page. It's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash jazz nation. And you can subscribe and listen to the full version of the interview there. Also just wanted to remind you while I have your attention to check out my assistant to the host, Will Wonders podcast. Find him on Instagram at the Will Wonder Pod.
So you get to the, the jazz practice facility there. It's media day. They hand you the jerseys. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you come in as a rookie, so you maybe don't understand you know, the past history of the jazz logos, the, hit, right, the jerseys and stuff. Right. But what was your first impression when you got handed the jerseys? And obviously, I'm sure you fell in love with the mountain one. But let's yeah. talk about the three other ones. What were your first thoughts on them? <laughs> so, all right. I'll I'll try to be as honest as I can without getting fired. Yeah, um, I think you're safe, man. <laughs> <laughs> for now, for now. But um, you know, I was a little caught off guard. Um, you know, obviously everyone was saying like the, how bad they were and everything. Um, and I think I kind of let that influence my opinion on them. Um, but as the year went on, like I started loving like the, the black uniforms were my favorite uniforms. Um, even the white one. Um, the, the neon yellow one as being a white guy wearing neon yellow, it's not great. We're just glowing uh, constantly. Yeah, yeah. literally <laughs> like, you know, it's, that's different. But, um, and then obviously, you know, the, the purple mountain ones were, were fantastic. So I, I grew to, to like them a lot. Have you seen the new jerseys yet? Cause I, I'm not sure if you're aware, but there's going to be two new jerseys this coming season. Yeah. I, so like we, we've seen some like designs and stuff like future jerseys. So I can't remember. I can't remember which ones are which Wh- which ones are the new ones again? so they're going to be a new orleans throwback one and mm-hmm. then there's it's kind of like a new city jersey that has mountains on it as well okay so there's two new purple ones coming technically okay. <clears throat> two but, new purple ones oh wow. i yeah. guess because we're, we're losing the uh this year's purple uniform right yeah technically that yeah that mountain jersey was just for one season but right. and according to ryan smith they are working on New Jersey, but it's going to take a couple of years. But that's a whole other thing. We don't need yeah. to get into that with you. Right. Right. The, ger- the Jersey <laughs> talk over the summer was yeah. almost as big as Rudy. You don't want to know. I was like, you guys need to calm down. Okay. It was crazy. <laughs> it matters what players are wearing the jerseys, not right. necessarily the jersey. <laughs> uh, so you get, uh, you know, obviously here to Utah, you get your vet, you're getting ready. Tell me what it's like that first time you check into the game and get on the court during the regular season. What's going like, through your head? That's that's Denver. Um, oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, yeah. What was going through my head was that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I was like, all right, great. My first game, I got to go against, you know, the two-time MVP. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I I was I felt like I was like a chicken with a head cut off, man. I was running around. I was wide-eyed. Like, everything was going so fast. Um, but, you know, played hard. Ended up, ended up playing pretty well that game. Um yeah, I think I got a double double that game, um, and I was I was ecstatic after that game. Man. Like first NBA game, like like walking the locker room, you see your jersey, you know, music's playing, you know, you're looking around, um, you know, trying to try to enjoy. Because at the end of the day, you know, as a kid, you know, that was the dream. So yeah, to, to be living it is um, you know, very very thankful. Um, but yeah, no, I I wish I could tell you like yeah, man, I was I was right. No, I was I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> because Utah's fan base is crazy too. Everyone's yelling, right. they're awesome. I was like, golly, man, what is this? <laughs> That's crazy. That's you know, crazy. I was actually at that game, so that was cool that you have that memory. Like, let's just say compare that to your time in college, though. What's the difference between an NBA audience compared to like the college audience that you play in front of? You know. I'm a sucker for a good college band, man. I'm not going to lie. Mm, yeah. when, that, when that band plays some music, you're in like in the timeout. It's, ah, I don't think you can beat that. Um, you know, but I will say like Utah's fan base is eerily similar to a college atmosphere. Um, just like how loud it gets, how everyone's bought in. Um, you know, I don't hear any like 
chance about any players. That's probably a good thing. But um, <laughs> yeah, it can get nasty in college. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. I, I had a Tennessee chant in my girlfriend's name at the time. Like, oh no. Like how, how do y'all know that? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but no, nah, I mean Utah's. I mean I can't remember. There wasn't one game where it wasn't packed and so loud. Like I I just want to voice like how much like the Utah fan base is just unbelievable um, and super, super thankful for all of them. So was there a play and maybe it was that first game against Denver, but a first play that you had that you just remember saying to yourself, like, damn it, I just blocked so-and-so or I just defended this guy and I am, I deserve to be in this league. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't a block. It was the first game. I had like a transition play against so like Jokic was in the middle and like, I caught it like in the middle and like stepped through and shot like a little left hand hook off the glass. Mm. Um, and I was like, man, left hand, you know, I'm right-handed and that's pretty good. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, uh, I, that when I made that, like the, the bench went kind of crazy. Like I, I scored against, obviously, you know, Jokic wasn't the defensive player of the year or anything, but he, he's still the two time MVP. So scoring against him was pretty, uh, pretty cool. Oh yeah. That's awesome. You uh, so you have Bruce Pearl there at Auburn, right? And you come to Utah Jazz, and Will Hardy's your coach, right? Yeah. A little different, I'm assuming. Different. You know, I've watched Bruce Pearl quite a bit, and I know how he gets down. Um, okay. But so it's Coach Hardy's rookie season, your rookie season. Does having a rookie head coach? Did you feel like that helped you in any way? And and kind of what are your overall thoughts of Coach Hardy? Yeah, you know, I think for me personally the fact that he was kind of going through a new experience, obviously he's he around the league, but right. being in like a head coaching position like his first year, that really made me respect him more. Cause I, I knew that we were going through something similar. Um, and I mean, coach Hardy's unbelievable, man. Um, you know, as far as X's and O's, like he's so smart, um, you know, and then as far as like his relationship with the guys, I mean, he's, he's an unbelievable guy, um, you know, super personal, super dry you know, super witty. Um, you know, he has a, you know, he doesn't want to like, he, he emphasizes the importance of like not taking the fun out of basketball. Mm. Um, you know, and, and at the end of the day, like that's, I mean, you know, it's obviously winning is the most fun, but it's, it's about like, it, it's a, it's an enjoyable thing, you know, like it's, it's what you as a kid wanted to do. Um, and I think he, he keeps us, you know, honest with that. Um, now he's, you know, he's, He's no, he's not afraid to, you know, check you if you're, if you're tripping or something like yeah. that. Um, and I, and I respect that. Um, but you know, and I think him being a younger guy, uh, he kind of relates to us more in that way too. Speaking of coaches, I've heard a lot from Rudy Gobert uh, before you got here about coach Alex Jensen and how good he is with the big man. Did you have a pretty similar relationship with him? Did he help you out a lot during your rookie season? Yeah. Um, you know, AJ, AJ was great. Um, you know, he helped me a lot with just how, how to see the game. Um, you know, I didn't, he worked with all the fives and then per, like I worked with another guy, um, one-on-one. Um, but he just like, we're watching film with him, you know, and like how he would talk about how like Rudy and I worked on this and like, this is what like he really got good at. Like, this is where I can see you being good at. Um, it really helped me to, to slow the game down and, and understand what was happening, especially on the defensive end. 
That's cool. So um, you get to Utah, and then you know, at the same time, it's Utah is getting the All Star game. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a chance to go through there and experience some different activities. But you were, I mean, I remember seeing you were like everywhere. It seems like one minute you're at a Walmart doing a signing, the next minute you're there. So I mean, do you even remember what happened during All Star weekend? What was your experience like? Listen, I think I blacked out. Uh, <laughs> like that went like four hours without eating any food, and that was I was was blacked wow. out. Man. Um, I, that's how like I'm, I'm such a wimp. I'm like, yeah, man, I went like two hours without eating anything. It was terrible, but um, <laughs> you know, uh, it was it was really busy. But um, you know, the, the fans were great, so it was it was definitely worth it. Did you yeah. get to like go to any parties or meet any celebrities that kind of you were like, holy crap, I met this you know, person? I at the uh, at the Rising Stars game, I didn't talk to him super long. I I think he said like, what's up, and that's it. So I act like <laughs> I had like some conversation with him. But uh, Michael B. Jordan walked by. Oh, there you go. That was that was pretty cool. Wow. So you almost met Michael Jordan. It just I, the, met B. Well, well, not Michael Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, I yeah, know, but yeah, I'm yeah. saying like yeah. Michael Jordan. You oh, talked yeah, about exactly. meeting him before. Yeah, yeah. You almost. <laughs> I can tell people. Yeah, I met Michael Jordan before. Yeah. B, not A, but B. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great, you know, it's a great person to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, social media now is so prevalent for players, like trying to promote their brand, do different things. I mean, even me on social media, sometimes I get into arguments uh, with jazz fans. You know, oh, it's just how I am. But how do you handle social media yourself and, and all the comments that come along with being an NBA player, both good and bad? Yeah. You know, for me, going into high school, I was really, like, into reading after every high school game. Right? And there wasn't that much publicity, but I would go and read through every comment, like, making sure, like, what people, like, said about my game and like, what they liked, what they <sighs> disliked, whatever. Um, I go to Carolina and Carolina's fan base is massive. And I remember playing games and like just reading through like, like tweets about me. Um, and not, not a lot of them positive. Um, <laughs> and that just like, I was like, golly, like these are like, all like, you know, really tough. Um, and then like I transferred, didn't get great messages after that. Um, <laughs> and then coach Williams retires yeah. Got another wave of messages. Um, wow. at, at that point, I was like, you know what? Like someone hiding behind the screen or, you know, I like you got to give them a benefit of a doubt. Like, you know, they're they're probably they're like they don't understand they're like those words like can hurt somebody. Like it's just they're just typing words out on, on a keyboard. So, you know, I, I don't really look at it. Um, you know, I I don't really like use Twitter on my phone at all. Um, mm-hmm. So. You know, I'll post a couple, couple Instagram, you know, basketball pictures, but I'm not, I'm not a big, big social media guy. Hey, as a, as a North Carolina fan, let me apologize for my people. Okay, I'm sorry. Listen, every, every fan base has everyone. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, all good. It's not, yeah. not just Carolina. Yeah. So I'm just curious when you're so, what is like? Let's do this for home games and away games. What is your day like when you have a game? So like, like what time are you waking up? You got to go practice, then yeah. pregame meals and stuff. How does that? whole situation work you know it's a game days are long um you know like a home game for example you know wake up 7 30 go to the gym um for shoot around you know scout a little pre shoot around work breakfast after that go home gotta get a nap i'm a nap guy gotta have a nap before my game um so take a nap eat lunch go to the gym like like three and a half hours before the game um, or three hours, something like that. And then you go through just a bunch of treatment, shooting, um, eat some more food, 
whatever you want to do for for your pregame routine. Um, and then after the game, you're done at like eleven. Go home, eat dinner, figure out a way to fall asleep. It's, it's a long day, man. <laughs> do you get do you get in some video games after the games or anything Not like that to help you? No, man. After the games, I go. I eat food, take shower, and. You're done. Try to fall asleep. I can't imagine trying to fall asleep after like thirteen, yeah. you know, ten thousand people like screaming. My first, like first two weeks of playing, like I tried to play video games, and I was like, "Golly, I don't want to play right now." <laughs> like turn it off and go to bed. Man. So one of the hardest parts I've always thought that has to be, especially coming into the league, though, is travel. So mm. how hard is that? Like, I mean, obviously compared to college, it's way different. But like yeah. one minute you're playing in this city, it's like, hey. Go to your hotel, get your bag. We're on a flight, and is yeah. it just like crazy, just adjusting to that? That that part of it was probably one of the biggest transitions from college to to the NBA. Just the amount of traveling and the amount of time, like you spend going to hotels, going to a flight, um, and just like learning. What really helped me is like learning how to not be affected by time changes, and just like mm. finding a routine that you follow to go to sleep. And like whenever, like whenever I do that routine, like I can be, like once I'm in my hotel room, I can be asleep in say 30 minutes, and like really trying to focus on how much sleep you get in those in those moments. Mm. I can't imagine as a seven footer too. I'm six two, and when I'm on an airplane, I feel cramped. Well, you know, you know I mean? we we fly a little, a little, little better than me. We don't we don't feel cramped. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now that your uh, your rookie season's behind you, what goals are you setting for yourself? You know, for this next season. Yeah, you know, um, I've, I've voiced this you know many times. For me, I've never really been a goal. I mean, like obviously, it'd be great to win a Defensive Player of the Year eventually. You know, All NBA, you know, All Star, all, all the accolades, whatever. But I've never really believed in in trying to look forward to a goal. For me, it's always just getting lost in the process of, of getting better and trying to do the best you can um, and just doing what you control. And like going into this year, like I didn't think like I'm going to make, you know, rookie first year or anything like that um, or first team. I just just focus on what I control, work my tail off, try to learn as much as I can and do the best I can. Man. And the rest of it, you know, will we'll take care of itself. So I got to ask this because a lot of jazz fans wanted me to ask this to you. In this offseason, it's your first offseason. Are you by chance working on your three-pointer this year? Is that something you needed to feel like you need to work on a little more? We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. You know, um, we're going to work on my free throws first. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, slowly, slowly go out. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. Exactly. You know, I definitely see that, you know, being a part of my game eventually. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. So with this being your first NBA offseason, have you gotten a chance to like maybe go on a trip? I mean, obviously you've probably gotten a, let's be honest, a paycheck in your account now that you're like, hey, mom, I'm going to buy you this or dad, I'll buy you that. Have you gotten anything like that that you've got experience yet? Um, My first like draft night, I bought like a $82 steak. That was pretty cool. <sighs> yeah. It was really good. Yeah, it was like <laughs> 70, 72 ounce like bone-in ribeyes. Did you say 72 ounce? It was, that thing was massive. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's it was awesome um but yeah nothing nothing crazy and like as far as this off season like last off season or last year before the draft like i didn't really get a lot of time at home because i was in la so for me it was just about being home being with my family this year you know maybe maybe next year go take more of a exotic trip but for now you know i'm just chilling chilling at home with with my my hound dog over here <laughs> laying on the floor <laughs> 
<laughs> lazy man. He's getting old, but what's your dog's name? His name is Dooley. He's mm. you know, he's he's a good dog, but he's not very animated, so <laughs> <laughs> those are some of the best to be honest. Those are some of the best dogs. I mean, <laughs> yeah. If if I'm if I'm gonna take a nap, he is down to take a nap. <laughs> So I want to get to some questions, like I said, from from my Jazz Nation folks here in a moment. Before I do, I know Will Wonder had one last question. He feels like yep. he's got to ask you. I do. So let me, some background to this. I have a five-year-old son. My five-year-old son loves Minecraft and he loves Legos. And when those two yeah. worlds combined, yeah. it's he- heaven for him. We have a, we have eight or nine different set uh, sets set up down in the basement and he just got one. Just, just Lego Minecraft? Stuff? Just Lego Minecraft. So he's, yeah. He's all on Minecraft. So I saw your post yeah. on Instagram page about Lego Minecraft. So right. as a, as a dad, then, man. <laughs> I was, I was like, I have to ask him this question. Uh, are you number one, a big Minecraft fan? Number two, what's your favorite Lego Minecraft six? I saw you had a couple of them there. Right, right. So I think growing up, I played a lot of Minecraft. Um, and then like, I kind of dropped it for a little bit. And then mm-hmm. during COVID, like my my buddies and I bought like a realm and mm. we started playing a lot. Um and that was a lot of fun. And then I always growing up was a big like Lego guy, um, specifically Bionicle. Like I don't know if y'all know oh, Bionicle, but yeah. I used to be a big Bionicles kid. Um and so like, you know, we we kinda like reached out to or like a marketing deal got got um introduced. And so, you know, I wasn't a big Lego Minecrafter, I guess, or mm-hmm. but um you know, once once I got offered the thing, I was like, "Yeah, man, that sounds sounds awesome." So I was excited to do it. Um, they they brought a couple sets. Uh, I liked the panda. Panda was pretty cool. Yeah, but he, um, he's got his eye on the panda. I don't know, man. You got ten of them, so you, I guess you got all of them. I don't know. How I mean, we've got a grip of. I no, there's more than that. There's more. we haven't <laughs> got to the ones where there's like thousands of pieces. We're sticking like five, six hundred pieces okay, under because right, right, right. he's five, and at the end of the day, Baby I have steps. to put it together. Yeah, I have exactly to put it together. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So actually, that makes me want to ask one more question just for me. Um, you talked about deals and marketing and stuff like that. How does that work now? I mean, no, I know you're with Adidas now and stuff, but mm-hmm. does your agent or whoever just bring things to you and say, are you interested in this? Or does he kind of make the decision for you? Um, but no, they, they always ask me if I'm interested um, at first. And, you know, I, I voice my my interest and in, in brands I'm interested in. And if there's you know, a relationship there, opportunity, it's kind of just goes from there. Okay, cool. Hello, friends. This is Daniel back again. Just wanted to remind you that you are listening to our free version of our Walker Kessler interview. If you're interested in hearing the full, unedited, uncut, ad-free version of this interview with all the questions and all the answers that we asked Walker Kessler, well, just head on over to our Patreon page. It's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Jazz Nation, and you can subscribe and listen to the full version of the interview there. Also, just wanted to remind you, while I have your attention, to check out my assistant to the host, Will Wonders Podcast. Find him on Instagram at the Will Wonder Pod. Out of all the questions I got from fans, the biggest one, and I feel like for me, for us as Salt Lake folks, this is very interesting to us. I've heard you talk about a place called Waffle House quite a bit and how much you love it. And it's like your favorite restaurant at home there. So this is a two-part question. One, what makes Waffle House so great for us here in Salt Lake that have never been there? And two, when are you and Colin Sexton going to bring one here to Salt Lake? Listen, listen, man. Waffle House is... It's it's like my waffle home. Um, you know, it, it is a magical, magical place. Um, like, what what other place can you get like steak, a waffle, eggs, hash browns? It's just it's great, man. And like the the people there are like always 
super nice. You know, now I'm not gonna lie, there are some experiences at Waffle House that you might not get anywhere else. Um, but I'm not gonna say anything, say anything bad as I am trying to open a Waffle House. There you go. Um, you know, now I will say, like, if you're if you're trying to put on some weight, you know, go to Waffle House a couple times. You'll probably probably get it back. You know, it's good good soul food. You know, good for the soul. Um, and then, listen, I, I I don't want to put a timetable on it, but I am I am seriously trying to trying to figure out how to how to get one on the on the West Coast, especially especially Utah. So. Well, let's just put this out there for Waffle House if you're listening. You know, we got some jazz players that are from the South and they want it here in Utah and they're willing go. to put their own money into it. I mean, let's just say this. Post just, Malone just opened his own chicken place here. I um, saw that. So yeah, it's yeah. A, and that, I'm telling you, he, me and my family tried to go there and the line is out, always busy. So I know. if you're looking for, you know, obviously you got to think for things outside of your career, how to make money post NBA. I'm telling you, you open a Waffle House here in Salt Lake, there's your moneymaker. Listen, especially near, you know, Utah's campus, it's Oh, college yeah. kids at 2 a.m. need somewhere to eat, man. Exactly. Plus, you know, the, the guys coming in to Salt Lake to play the jazz, they're like, they got a Waffle House here? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're down there. Yeah. We're going. So. Just a solid pregame meal. Solid pregame <laughs> meal. Play, play like a champion. Yeah. All right. them all coupons. There you go. There you go before the game. <laughs> well, we got we we appreciate your time so much. We got to wrap this up. Doug, Will Wonder, you got one last question. Anything off your mind you wanted to ask him before we wrap this up? I don't really have any questions, man. I just want to say thank you for taking some yeah, time. Obviously, you know, you're you're getting ready for the season out there working out, but it was it was great talking to you. Um and yeah, one day hopefully, you know, our paths cross and we can talk. I'll have you and my son talk Minecraft because I'm, you know, it's awesome. Know, yeah, I appreciate you, man. Look, thank we'll, you. we'll do like a weird pod where it's Minecraft, Legos, and we'll just bring some pizza or something in. Just, from just Walker and my five-year-old son. Yeah, <laughs> That's awesome. Sounds good. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, man, we appreciate you for coming in and I hope you enjoy the rest of your summer and we'll see you soon back in Salt Lake, I'm sure. Awesome. Sounds good, y'all. Appreciate y'all. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you.